is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of Back to the Revuture, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us, or both of us, might not have seen before, and we take a look at it now. My name is Michael Kane. I'm Amber Inch. <laughs> and I'm Drew Bridger. Thank you very much for joining us, Michael Kane. That was that was a really, really nice intro that you did. Oh, oh he's gone. Oh, he's, he's just he's just left. Oh, uh, that was really exciting. Oh, no, bye. <laughs> oh, okay, well, that was exciting to have him here for that amount of time, wasn't it? I thought that was quite cool. And now he's just, nah, he's just disappeared now. <laughs> and he's probably off to, um, he's probably off to Wayne Manor or something to tell Bruce Wayne to pick himself back up again. <laughs> well, what happened to Bruce Wayne? Well, he, he got trapped under a log and he said, well, what is the point of doing all of those bloody push-ups if you can't even lift a log? <laughs> I can't, can't even. If you can't even lift a bloody log. <laughs> that was so I mean, that was a terrible impression of someone that has clearly just been here <laughs> and introduced the show for us, which was very nice of him to do. Yeah. But um, so I feel like I'm not doing him justice after that. I know you sullied that. it by doing a bad. No, impression. I know I sullied it by doing a really bad impression of him after he did such a nice intro for us. Yeah. The actual Michael Caine. Took him a few goes though, didn't it? Took <laughs> him. He had to warm up. He had to warm up properly, bless oh. him. I mean, he can't go straight into it like he used to do. He can't just talk like he used to. No, 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 no. He's got to warm up. He can't just go running into things. He's, a, he's not a young man anymore, you know? No, he's really old, actually. Can't just go diving into things like he used to. Yeah, he's, but he can still pull it off. This is the thing. I don't he's still seen good. him for a while, so I don't know. Nah, he's still good. He's still good. He's still doing things. Is he? I think so. I don't what, think like he's sleeping and walking and that. Well, yeah. No, well, yeah. I mean, I don't think he's full. I mean, we can ask him now. I can call it Michael. Michael. Can... Hello. Yes. Uh, I am in fact uh, still doing acting jobs every so often. Uh, do keep a lookout for my new projects that are coming out. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. That was very nice of you to um, to come back. Oh, he's gone again. He just keeps popping in and out. I don't even... It's like he's in the woodwork or something. <laughs> There's only four walls in this room. There's only so many places he can hide. I don't know where he keeps going. <laughs> You're literally looking around for him now. <laughs> like, you just... Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you said four walls, and I thought it doesn't um, seem like that. <laughs> there is actually no. I mean, there's only so many places he can hide in this room. I don't know. <laughs> so if you haven't already guessed. Today, we are hopping back into our Wayback Machine and we are cranking the dials all the way up to 11 and ripping the knob off. Oh. But, well, I don't know, it sounded harsh, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> we decided to rip the knob off. Um, <laughs> you were only supposed to rip the knob off. <laughs> I know, that was a bad impression. Of, I'm sorry, Michael. Sorry. <laughs> do you know what? It's okay. I will let you. I'll let you have that one because it was a better one that you've done. Oh, thank you. That was very, very nice. He just keeps disappearing. That's supposed again. to be the guy that's in Christmas Carol with the Muppets. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did the best Christmas movie of all time ever. Michael Caine, <laughs> Muppet Christmas Carol. You can fight me 
on I'm that, listeners. No, not you. Anyone listening that thinks that Muppet Christmas Carol is not the best Christmas movie of all time ever made by human hands and Muppet ones, <laughs> then you can fight me on it. Actually fight me. I'll meet you around the bike shed out the back later on. We'll have a fight. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> oh, I know. So we're, we're going all the way back to 1969 in our Wayback Machine. The furthest back we've ever gone. Our Wayback Machine Isn't almost it? didn't make it. Yeah. Oh. It's, it's only... It's a previously owned Wayback Machine. Didn't know if they'd make the journey all the way there. Now, this is the furthest back we've gone. Who had it before? Who had it before? Uh, I don't know. Some, some guy in a really weird scarf that kept referring to it as a TARDIS. I don't know. Oh. And then I think it got a paint job and then these two kids from San Dimas were going around in it collecting historical figures <laughs> and then I just found it lying around in a car boot sale and I thought I'll have that. Sandy, isn't it? I know, it is. Kept dialing the phone in it and um, it just kept being picked up by these two kids going, excellent! And I was like, okay, all right. Very strange. So, yeah, it's the furthest back we've gone. Not even fur- further back even than The Godfather and Can't Rocky. can believe that, can you? It doesn't seem like it would be older than The Godfather. It seems like Godfather would be older. I think it's because um, The Godfather looks like it's set further back, that's why. Yeah. Yes, it, and I think it is because yeah, it is, yeah. The Godfather, even though it was made in the 70s, it's set just after World War II. Set, set, set in the 30s, 40s, I think. Yeah. 40s, yeah so, yeah, I mean, it feels like that one should be older, but it isn't, yeah, strangely. Okay, so we have previously discussed you between us. You haven't even said what the film is, have you? It's the Italian job. Come on. People haven't guessed that it's the Italian job by what, this point. What, from, Michael from, Caine from, dropped from in himself. From your bad impression of Michael Caine and then I was talking about the Muppets Christmas Carol. People Michael Caine himself <laughs> dropped in to intro the show. I sullied it with a bad impression and I apologised to him personally for that. But he was nice enough to drop into the show. That wasn't enough of a clue that it's the Italian job. It's the Italian job. There we go. <laughs> 1969's The Italian Job. He's done a lot of films. He's done it, yeah. I, granted, it probably could have been Alfie or something mm. or something else, but no, it's The Italian Job. But no. Oh, yeah, no. no, you said you were going to blow the knob off or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did. Yeah, <laughs> you're only to, yeah, I'm not going to do a bad impression again. Not after he it's was so nice to intro for it. Really he might cramped. pop up. I don't want him just popping up and... He can, there's only so many times he can he can pop up like that. He's an old man. He mm. do his back in. So I'm not going to put that pressure on him. No, it's the Italian job. It's the Italian job. So, so you and I have previously discussed between us what we thought a classic would be. And we kind of decided that what you personally define as a classic differs greatly but generally speaking, it is something that has, for the most part, in many eyes and within its genre, stood the test of time. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, However... Yeah, something in popular culture, like changed something or made an impact or... You know. Right. Exactly. And we've done some films on this show that might not have been wide classics, but have been cult classics you know things like Tu Wong Fu 
is a is is a cult classic. It means a lot to maybe a, a, a niche target of people, but those that niche target of people, that film is a really big deal. So yeah, that makes sense. The bench warmers. I don't know how we can justify <laughs> no that. Seen that, but <laughs> it was a classic to you, and we did it. And yeah, I I get it. I can to- I can totally understand that. When people generally think of a classic movie, the Italian job is something I think that leaps into a lot of people's minds yeah. as being something that would be like, that is a classic. That is something that you will see posters of yeah. in kind of film cinema museums and stuff yeah. you know props from that film will be on display and you know this will be like oh this is the mini well, that they was won't, used in they this all, film they all got blown up well, <laughs> well yeah left. everything that they used was in flames by the end of it which does seem like a bit of a waste of some really good cars mm. if you ask me i don't know they is had it, a lot of minis are we gonna? Is this gonna be a car podcast for the episode? No. No. Why? Only I feel like <laughs> you know a little bit more about cars than I do, and I am not ashamed to admit that. That's not a masculine thing or anything like that. It's an actual fact. I feel like you know more about cars than I do, and the reason that that clued me in, and uh, tell me if I'm wrong about this, but when you first see Michael Caine's Aston Martin in this film. There was an audible sigh out of you <laughs> when you saw that car. What did I do? <laughs> do you want me to replicate it? Yeah. Okay. So for those listening, if you are familiar with the film, you will know the scene. If you aren't familiar with the film, there is a scene where Michael Caine's character, Charlie Crocker, gets out of prison. And one of the first places he goes to is he goes to pick up his car from the car parking lot that it was in for the whole time he was in prison and they pull the sheet off of his Aston Martin and as they do the sound that came from Amber was something of a (gasps) (gasps) (laughs) 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 now correct me if I'm wrong but an Aston Martin of that model maybe not that exact model but of that kind of type that's kind of up your street, right? That's yeah, in that, your realm of a dream car, right? Oh, I, I don't... Well, I probably wouldn't ever be able to have any of them. But that particular car is one that I'd probably have to win, like, a couple of hundred mil to afford. <laughs> and, well, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if money was no object, uh, that would be the car that you would go for? No, I don't think so. That was the DB5, that one, so it's, like, a lot older. I want the DB9. The DB9. Yeah. Okay. Because that's not even like, it's not even the fastest or the best or the newest or whatever, but I just like it. I don't know. I don't know why. It's got a lot of pep. (laughs) (laughs) What does? The the DB9. (laughs) It's a peppy car. It's got a lot of pep. It's not peppy. 
if I don't think pe- I don't know. When you say peppy, that makes me think of something small. It's not oh, small. Okay. I don't think I'd be able to drive it. That's the, the car problem. you drive I'd... now's got a bit of pep. Oh well. And, and if hey, <laughs> it's not fast, it's, but it's small. And hey, that <laughs> is relevant because you drive a Fiat Five Hundred, yeah. and the amount of Fiat Five Hundreds that were in this movie. I like that. Like the original Cinquecentos. Cinquecento. Yeah, pronounced <laughs> it right as well. I liked those, in, seeing those driving around. Yeah, like they the original, cute. original 60s ones. Yeah. Yeah. And they were all nice colours as well. They weren't like really garish, like yellows and like, you know, the, you see them in like bright reds oh, and stuff, yeah. which is fine, but those were really nice colours. Like that them. awful kind of beigey off yellow. <laughs> Hearing aid beige. Yeah, a hearing aid beige, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't understand why people made cars in that colour. Was, <laughs> was that actually a trend at some point? I don't know. But the Mini Coopers in this film as well. I've, oh, I, I shouldn't say that, actually. <laughs> no, I mean, no, you got to now. <laughs> I was just about to say. I mean, not that anybody knows or cares, but I was just about to say I'm not really a fan of Minis. <laughs> Well, this was the wrong <laughs> film to watch for you then, wasn't it? That's Here's fine. The My mum had a mini, um, like one of the new Cooper ones that came out when they when they started to gain traction again because they yeah. brought out the new style and everyone was like, Whoa! so that would have been a long time ago, but even so, maybe like 18 years ago even. I don't know, a long time ago. But And it was not, like, it was fine. It was nice, but it's, I, I wouldn't choose it for myself. No. But here's the thing. I feel like minis have gotten better looking over time but i feel like they've lost their power over time i don't think a mini cooper now has the same kind of get up and go that the mini coopers they were driving in the italian job yeah the, i mean the only time that a mini would be impressive now was if it was the one from the 60s or yeah. like the originals because those were i mean obviously there is a scene where you see them working on them because they've got to change the suspension i to don't hold even know how any in. of that gold fit in any of those boots either. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's this is the thing there's like no space in a mini no. what do you even use a mini. a mini for <laughs> What? what do you even use <laughs> a mini for? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it doesn't have practical application. It's city driving. It's, city driving. It it's like it was like European, well, London driving at the time. I guess so. And you can squeeze it into any parking space that you want yeah. as well. If you you don't even need to be that good at parking to that's to tiny. get them in. Yeah. And I suppose that's what the mentality behind a smart car was, but then they just ended up oh. looking ugly. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's like a car that's cut seen in a half. Smart car for ages. It's because it's because they all broke. Because <laughs> they all broke. <laughs> they all broke. I mean, they're like half a car, so surely they must only last half as long, I right? I thought because like when they first came out, everyone was going crazy for them for some reason. I haven't seen them for ages. That's no. so weird. I never even thought about that. It's because, here's, here's why you never see them, right? It's because when they park them, you can actually park them two to a space, so it looks like a normal car. <laughs> so it just blends in, so you don't even realise it's there. You just <laughs> no, park them back really to back, and like it looks I've... like a normal car. I don't even feel like I've seen them been driven anywhere. No. That's so weird. Do you remember they did the smart I car roadsters? I think they got by Mercedes. 
and they looked they it was like a sporty version of the smart car yeah i do remember that because yeah. richard hammond and um james may spent a whole night in one together <laughs> what was it called like the the smart by four or something because yeah something seats. like that <laughs> so funny. that was hilarious so as we do every episode we get the person that hasn't seen the film to Had tell us what the they film then i have seen oh here we go this come on now <laughs> Yeah, I have... I've seen this film. I've seen this yeah. film. Oh, okay, cool. I've seen the first ten minutes. Right, you haven't actually seen the film then, have you? No. I bought the DVD of this movie right. and I watched it. Yeah. I watched it once. Right. Right. And the reason I got it to watch it was because I think, A, it was part of a course that I was doing for film studies in college at the time. Um, but I can't remember exactly what. And B, I got it for the song for the Self-Preservation Society because what? it was like a really big thing at the time. It was in adverts and I was like, I've got to know what the big deal about this song is yeah, from is this film. Yeah, what is the big deal about the song? Was it written know. for that film? It wasn't written for that film. It was like a I don't old... think it was. No, it's like an old British song, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And they just used it in that film. But it was in adverts around the time that I bought yeah, the it was. DVD. It was in the advert. It was, <laughs> it was in the advert for, um, for like, Ron Seal or Sheds or something. Some I thought it was, like, thing. Halifax or something. <laughs> it was something like that, wasn't it? It was Halifax <laughs> well, or... I mean, yeah, probably. But the one that I remember is... It was Nationwide? Like, it was, like, or... trying to paint a shed. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. If anyone listening can remember the advert that we're thinking of yeah, and I'm settle that you. debate for us. I'm, I'm telling you what it okay. is. Okay. Well, all right. <laughs> and I and you know what? Here I am sat here believing you. So, yes, I have seen this film before. And I also wanted to see this film because there is literally a character in it called Mr. Mr. Bridger. Bridger. And every time they said Mr. Bridger in this film, I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got really old. <laughs> Isn't that right, Mr. Bridger? That yes, it is. There's an hour and a half of that. Hour and a half of me just answering. Oh, film. guess what comes up as soon as I put in self-preservation society song advert? Cupronol, wood preservation Cupranol. society. That's what, I mean, I said Ron Seal, but I was thinking Cupronol in my head. Okay. Yeah, told you. What was I thinking of for Halifax then? You didn't I don't know. have a clue what was going on, did you? Oh <laughs> no, there was another advert that didn't use that song but did use mini coopers in it doing the italian job style thing and i think that might have been a different advert and i'm getting the two mixed up in my head that's what it is what do you mean an ad it was an advert for the car it was an ad no it wasn't an advert for the car it was an advert for something else but they were using mini coopers in it as a um. as almost as if it was a new style uh italian job anyway <laughs> As we do every episode, <laughs> look. What do you think? Of the, what do you think the film's going to be? <laughs> I I literally thought the film was going to be about some people stealing some stuff using minis. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I didn't really know anything it. more than that. I just yeah. knew that there was like a getaway thing with minis. I knew that they were trying to steal something, and I knew it was in Italy because it's called the Italian job. I knew Michael Caine was in it, and I knew he said, "You ain't supposed to blow bloody doors off." 
<laughs> and and I know that you know that because that's the punchline to one of my favourite jokes that I oh, told I you right when we met. That. I was thinking about. Oh yeah, you told me that. I told I you was that joke about that when you said that he was supposed yeah. to pull the knob off. I was thinking about that joke. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I couldn't remember if you had told me. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. It was a joke that I told you. I think. When we first met, yeah, because you um, and you no, laughed it at it far, so it heavily. Oh, was not it? Not far oh, okay. in, but it was a it couple was like, of weeks. Yeah, in. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you and I laughed. I actually laughed, and you, you, you so, were so like, I was Ooh. so surprised that you <laughs> laughed that hard at the joke. <laughs> yeah. What is the joke? Oh, well, I don't know if I should tell it on the podcast now, no, shall I? Fine. No, you don't have to. Can I? I mean, I might do. Or we could leave the listeners in suspense. And if they really want me to do... No, I'll do the joke. <laughs> I'll do the joke. I'm too I'm too into immediate gratification yeah, to, to have it drawn out and do yeah. it later on. So the joke goes that... Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Michael Caine used to own a brothel before he got into acting. Isn't that right, Michael Caine? Yes, that is. Actually, that, that is correct. I did used to own a brothel. Uh, before I got into acting. It was my previous work. Thank you very much for that confirmation, Michael. Thank you very much. So he used to own a brothel, and uh, this brothel actually only tailored to celebrities and stars and bands and stuff. So they were exclusive brothel, tailoring only to, like, A-listers. And he comes back one day, and his star girl comes running up to him, and goes, she goes, Michael, Michael, Michael! I've just had a most fantastic day. I've brought in so much money. I've just had sex with all of the Beatles. How could you say that word on here? I know, right? It's a family. <laughs> I've just family made love. Podcast. It's made love. All right. I've just, I've just, I've just had sexy bum bum time <laughs> with all of the Beatles, and he says, "You what? You've just had sex with all of the Beatles." You were only supposed to blow the bloody dolls off. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're so Thank proud you. of yourself. Thank you. Yes. If everyone could see Very the proud. smile on his face yes. is so... Thank you. His poopy and grin. <laughs> Never fails to get a laugh, that one. That is one of my favourite jokes. Have you told a lot of people? No. I well, like, I have now. <laughs> Everyone knows the bloody joke now. Isn't that right, Michael? Everybody knows the bloody joke now, yes. <laughs> Just keeps popping up. It's because you keep saying his name. It's like the candy say his, man. Say his name three times and he pops up. So, what did you think of the film? I mean, this is like a classic, classic film. So... What were you expecting from it? And was it different to what you expected? Because here's the thing. I feel like, and I don't know if this is going to prompt your answer or anything, but I do feel like there's a particular vibe in the Italian job that is very exclusive to this film. Oh. Do you not feel that? No, I don't know. What do you mean? What do you mean? Like, it is obviously a heist movie. But there is an element of very British dry yeah, it is. wit. I was going to say it's um it's a very British like I mean I know it sounds stupid but it is a very British film, isn't it? I was kind of I don't know I was expecting a little bit more suspense. I I wasn't really in suspense until literally the last five minutes of the film. Yeah, 
<laughs> the rest of it, I was kind of a bit like, oh, yeah, just like jollily, what, jollily, <laughs> is that a word? <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll go with it. I won't fact check that one. <laughs> jollily. <laughs> jollily. That can't be a word. Happily. Oh, merrily. Yeah, happily. Merrily. I was merrily watching was the merrily film. merrily going merrily on watching, watching the it. film. And, um, and yeah, it was just, I don't know, just plodding along really, wasn't it? There wasn't, I don't think there was anything particularly exciting until the last five minutes of no. I didn't even think the car chase was very good. I thought it was really slow. Well, the one through the city is, and I feel like for the purposes of filming, they weren't allowed to go too fast down those streets. No, like they still they had could, to stick to speed I don't laws. Know. I feel like they could just speed it up a little bit or something. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked it just looked really slow. I, oh, I don't know. You got these Mini Coopers like dashing about the place doing handbrake turns, it just didn't look and then like it doesn't a, look like it. Yeah, it didn't look like a chase because the police looked like they were literally on them the entire time. But I mean, like they were holding back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah, like yeah. they were going slower on purpose. It's like they didn't want to catch them yeah. just yet. Yeah. I, I did like the bit when they were driving up the back of the van, though. That was good. That was. And I, I can't. I don't know for sure how they filmed that, but I don't know if that was actually done in a way that they were filming them actually drive up the back of a moving van. I, th- I, I think or, they were. I don't but know. it was very impressive. I don't know. I, yeah. I it was very impressive. Right. All of the driving in this, I think, was quite impressive. And this started off, or was definitely in the era of a lot of films that were car centric and chase centric you know there's films like bullet which has a lot of people have was said after? Uh, i think it was i don't think it was after i think it was just before yeah but it was in this era of films where it's all about cars yeah and, mm. and bullet has what has been described by a lot of people that are, you know, really into film, like really into classic film, as one of the best car chase sequences in <laughs> cinema. Because he bounces all over the hills, like... Dung, yeah, dung, yeah, dung. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and to that, I say, have you watched Fast and Furious 5? Uh, but, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> the answer to that is always no. No. I the irony there being Fast and Furious Five is the only one that I have seen. No, sorry, no, Fast, no, Fast Six is mm. the only one that I've seen. I didn't see Fast Five, and or because one or two or three or four. No, I saw no. I did see one, and then I didn't see two, three, four, or five, or seven, eight, or nine. Oh, I've, seen, I've seen Fast, Fu- Fast and Furious 1 and Fast and Furious 6 and those are the only ones I've seen I haven't seen any of that's them that's it <laughs> I do not get the appeal I am not a car person I know but even if you are a car person I don't think it, oh, I still don't think it's good no but here's the thing if you are a car person then seeing these cars in these films that are modded out from what they actually are and then well, getting destroyed. They do have an interest in that, though, don't they? They yeah. do have an interest in that, but I just... Oh, the plot and the story and the acting is just terrible to them. Like, it, like, how do you get into being a car person? Like, I feel like... What do you mean? <laughs> well, okay. So, I feel at certain points in my lifetime that 
I would be able to do things better if I was a car person. I It took me 34 years of being on this planet before I learned how to change a tyre. Oh, and yeah. even then, I had to do it in an emergency situation. Well, yeah, but when do you have to change a tyre that isn't an emergency? Well, I mean... You don't just go around changing tyres for the fun of it. No, not for the fun of it, but, you know... you Unless might... you want different tyres and you it, can it, do it yourself. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. I mean, it might not be an emergency. You, you walk out one day, oh, I haven't got to go anywhere, but, oh, look, my tyre's gone. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, I'll do that now. I'll do that now. Oh, no one's that prepared. 34 years on this planet it took me to learn how to change a tyre. Well, I don't know how to do it. And I had to learn it on the fly as it needed to be changed. It well, wasn't that's, something well, I... That's more impressive, though, isn't it? Well, maybe, but here's, but I feel like... What do you mean being a car person? Do you mean somebody that knows how to fix and sort cars or somebody who likes cars? Because they're not both the same. Are they not? Because this is what I don't know. No. I, I don't, don't know. So. See, you, I don't you, know that I like cars. Somebody who likes it or a mechanic. <laughs> right. Okay. See, I don't know that I like cars because I, I feel like if I liked cars... I'd be driving a much different car than the one I'm driving now. I don't know, maybe. But because (laughs) I do just drive a Citroen DS3, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I don't get to go, oh yeah, I'm a car guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But I feel like if I was a car guy, There'd be so many more elements of films in my mind that I could access when they go, oh, yeah, you're going to be driving this. It's a modded 1999 (laughs) Alfa Romero. 1999. I don't know. And it's Romeo. Model X. It's Romeo. (laughs) Alfa. All I go is, oh, that's a pretty good car. Does it come in red? Has it got four yeah. wheels? Has it got four wheels? Does it come in red? No, it needs five wheels. Steering wheel as well. Oh, yeah. Six, actually, if you want a spare, spare one. <laughs> so I just feel like in the moments in Bond movies yeah. or, you know, Fast and Furious or Gone in 60 Seconds... It's Where different they're... though because like I am not into how fast it goes. Don't care. Um, like what engine it's got. Don't care. What fuel capacity it's got. Don't care. I just like to look. What does it look like? Do I like the look of it? Yes. Okay. Good. Yeah. That's it. I just like. That's why I have a Fiat Five Hundred as my car because right. I I personally think they're like the cutest car, and to me they're like the nicest to look at. And so that's what I've got because I like it. That's fair enough. I can't I can't afford an Aston Martin DB9. No. Right? When they first came out. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> when they first came out they were just ridiculous. I mean they are pretty old now. But well, yeah, well, those types of cars when they come out they're almost as much as this house sometimes. Yes. That's just ridiculous. And I couldn't even drive it. No. Because it's too big. I wouldn't be able big. to drive it. I wouldn't no. be able to see out of it properly or anything. No. So I would have to get one. Although you would think a car that expensive around. that you'd be able to adjust the seat enough. Oh, yeah. That... Well, no. I could get it. I could probably get it like fitted for me. But I think it's too long yeah. for me to drive. Yeah. So I'd have to have it and then get somebody else to drive around. 
you wouldn't be able to reverse that car. That's a a car like nasty. that. No, but I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying because of how you would have to have the seat adjusted for you, you, oh, no, it you wouldn't be would... the seat that would be adjusted. It would be the yeah. clutch that would be adjusted. The seat would be like okay. a normal position. Right, right. But uh, turning around and seeing out the back, <laughs> well, is what I mean. You... That's why. That's why I look in the wing mirror. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. You rely on the parking sensor. <laughs> I don't know if you have one of them. <laughs> oh, I, I, with the I rely too heavily on parking sensors. See, my my quota, if you will, my checklist for getting a car, and this is how little of a car guy I am, okay, is, you know, obviously, what kind of mileage will it get? Is it fuel efficient? Great. How many cup holders does it have? <laughs> That's, At the moment, that's how I judge a car. No, well, no, nothing's fuel efficient at the moment. No, that's true. But I judge it by how many cup holders has it got? You know? Mine's if it's anything more than four, whoa, that's luxury. That's that's like you're driving like a king, you know? No, I think mine's only got two. No, yours has got... Yours has at least got three. Where's the other one? Your other one is behind where the handbrake is. You've got one at the back. Oh, I've got two there. That's you've got the two, two there, and I think you've got one, two down at the front as well, don't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think that would fit a drink, yeah. Okay, four then. I've got yeah, so you've got four. I've only got two. And even then, one of them isn't really, so, like, quite right. So, so you're... Oh, yeah, that doesn't... It doesn't yeah, no, work. it's weird. It's like a weird two-tier one. I've, re- I've only really got the one, if I'm being honest. And it, and here's the thing. As, a cup, as far as cup holders go, right, it's so shallow that if I, if I take a turn too quickly, whatever I've got in there comes flying out. And I'll tell you, I've got some big drinks that I try to put in that cup holder okay they don't fit it's a cup holder that can hold like a can <laughs> so your prerequisite is having a lot of cup holders and is it red and your car is yellow and it's got one cup holder I never said I liked my car that much <laughs> like it is the car that I drive it's great <laughs> I never said I never said it was my ideal car. <laughs> yours is yours is your ideal car is just red and only cup holders, no seats. I'll sit in the cup holder. As I want to sit in a giant <laughs> cup holder. I want it to be one of those ones that has like the little pingy bit in the middle, <laughs> so it holds it really tight. Ooh, I do like that. Yeah, <laughs> I want that to be my seat for the driver's seat. Is one giant cup holder that just like squeezes me into it. I'm like, ooh, yeah. We had an Audi once that you just pressed. So it was a thin line, or what looked like a thin line. Right. It was just distinguishable from the dash. And then you press it and it goes like that. And then like that, and it's a cup holder. So it comes out, it comes out flat and thin. And then as it comes, as it like reaches its point, it just like flips over into a cup holder and you can put your cups in it. That, that was pretty is, impressive. That is the good stuff. And then when you put it back in, it obviously does the same, but in the opposite. So it goes from there to, to the side flat and then oh, straight in. <laughs> that is some futuristic stuff right there. That was an Audi as well. That was ages ago. Oh. <laughs> See, this is the thing. Audis know what they're doing with cup holders. 
That's one thing I will give them. And I that's think it was an Audi. This is how I know I'm not a car guy. Is what I'm saying because I, I, this is how I judge a car. Like you could tell me yeah, all the statistics about the engine that yeah, you want. Yeah, the same. That's what I mean. I don't care about that. I just like the look of them, and I don't like American cars. But no. <laughs> I, really I like American British. muscle cars, but no, that's because I, I think that they're what cool people like. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I feel like I have to like American muscle cars because that's what car you people like. You don't have like. to like anything. If you don't like cars or you don't care about cars, who yeah, cares? We interrupt this show to bring you a brief word from our sponsors. Amber, I would like to tell you about Greenbird gift baskets. Cool. Cool, you're interested? Interested. Excellent, I'm glad you said that, because Greenbird Gift Baskets is a small local business based in Southampton offering gourmet gift baskets beautifully hand-wrapped in biodegradable cellophane. They use products from small local businesses wherever they can and are perfect gifts for weddings, birthdays, baby showers, or simply as a thank you. We are passionate about supporting small local businesses who offer delicious products and share our values on sustainability. There is a selection of baskets available online, Greenbird gift baskets at square.site, and all baskets are totally customisable for dietary needs and tastes. Greenbird gift baskets offer sweet, savoury and mixed baskets as well as picnic boxes and prices start from just £25 for a gift basket. Amber... They can even add wine or fizz for an extra special touch. Collection is available from Southampton or they can deliver to surrounding areas. So visit Greenbird Gift Baskets at square.site and check them out on Facebook and Instagram at Greenbird Gift Baskets. Oh, and make sure to tell them that Back to the Review just sent you, yeah? And now we return to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> so, what did you think of the film overall? What were your kind of big points of the film like because it took you i feel like it took you a little bit of a while to get into it <laughs> like is that a fair Literally, thing to say like the the film is only probably an hour 20 minutes or something yeah and for the first half an hour i didn't know what was going on <laughs> i didn't understand anything how many times do i have to say sorry what was that what is this about like i don't class myself as an idiot or like somebody that like i'm quite observant usually, i'm, I'm glad you have that opinion like, of yourself oh. No, I mean, no, I'm saying that's good. <laughs> it's a good thing yeah, that you I'm don't class yourself total, as an idiot. I'm, I'm a total idiot. Like, I can't no, pick things up. Like, yeah. And even if I don't pick things up, I I just, I say to myself, oh, I missed that, but oh, I'll get there in the end, it's fine. And I just leave it. And eventually, you do pick it up, it doesn't really matter. There's like, I don't, oh, I don't care. But this was so, like, <laughs> it wasn't complicated, but my brain just couldn't work it out for some reason. Because I was like, right who's this guy they haven't explained anything about that and we're just supposed to know like even you didn't know that that warden was actually just somebody yeah yeah okay so i will admit i i did forget one key detail of the film that mr bridger is uh, at, the, at the start you get the impression that he works at the prison that's what i said to you and he that he's said, one of the wardens because of yeah. the way that the other wardens are treating him with such respect and like doing stuff for him and it's actually not the case he's actually just a, a criminal a, a criminal mastermind like kingpin that is in prison but he's so rich and wealthy from it that he can literally just buy off people while he's in prison that's what I said. So, so, th so this guy, 
is known to be a thief then even though he's a warden and you were like oh yeah I think so I said because that guy's just said oh I'm surprised you haven't tried to pull a job on that one yet meaning Buckingham Palace yeah and he said oh there's more to life than thieving and stealing and breaking and entering you know and I was like so everybody in the prison just knows that this warden is yeah, like that on did. the flight. I'm so confused. Yeah. And then he was like, oh, this calls for a funeral. Why? Why do you need a funeral for? What's happening because, there? Because, yeah. Oh, this guy's whatever. What? Everybody looks the same. Why does everybody look the same? The guy at the beginning in the car, I thought that was Michael Caine, but it wasn't. <laughs> the guy in the film that was apparently the mafia guy I thought was the guy that had set up the job no he wasn't they just all look the same I can't I couldn't understand what was going on there is a very particular style that they had nobody in the 60s. was explaining anything yeah and how did the woman have a problem with him having a big old gang fiddle whatever <laughs> <laughs> but didn't but like originally that terminology there originally <laughs> she was the person that gave him all the women and now she's annoyed that he's got a lot of women. Yeah. Well, like, you have to pick and choose. You can't give him the well, women was, and then complain about it. That was also a thread that kind of didn't really seem to go anywhere because he just put her on a plane to Geneva and then that was the end of what we saw her. Yeah, because she was getting in the way. Her. Little woman getting in the way with her plans and her, and her like, reasoning. Yeah. She, she probably said, but what about this? And he couldn't bother to think about that because that might mean failure. So he just decided, I'm not going to make any plans and I'm not going to think any further forward than that. I'm just going to put you on a plane and shut you up. <laughs> Misogyny was rife in the 60s. They kept grabbing her by the arm and like pulling her around and stuff. And I was like, she, maybe yeah. she doesn't want to go over there. <laughs> but really, look at this. No, get off. It does make sense that they cast Benny Hill as the weirdo professor that had a thing for very big women yeah, that, that kind of weird. that kind of made a lot of sense cuz i don't think i'd actually seen benny hill in anything i don't know no. i didn't know that that was him until i saw his name at the end right right i still don't really know and even then i i, I forgot <laughs> that it was him that was in this film i don't think i ever actually really he was quite funny registered though, <laughs> he yeah and that's the point that you kind of realise that a lot of this film, you're laughing at bits of it. And you're like, am I supposed to be laughing at bits of this? Like, I don't know. I thought this was meant to be like a serious kind of heist film. And then you find yourself laughing at bits of it. And you find yourself laughing more and more and more. It's that classic and you go, British oh, thing, wait, it? okay. It's okay. the British thing. They're still, they're still having a bit of a laugh, you know. Yeah. Because it leads. We're British lads. We have a laugh Loads. while we're doing things. Wait, wait, wait. Even though they were talking like, I say... <laughs> well, what was his name? It was Charles. <laughs> yeah, his name was like Camp Johnny or something. He said, Camp this Freddy. Is Camp Freddy. Yeah, you all know Camp Freddy. It was him that was talking like that. Yeah, and the two drivers. Yeah. <laughs> Charles and whatever his name was. And your favourite character, Arthur. Arthur. <laughs> Arthur was just talking to himself. Arthur. After I can't sit in the back. What about my asthma? What's that got to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> what's that got to do with it you can't sit in the back of a van because you've got asthma yeah because that's where all no the windows. exhaust yeah, and there's oh. no, yeah well, that's where all the exhaust is and yeah, there's no windows yeah don't put him in the back why are you putting him in the back for there's asthma <laughs> <laughs> you changed the tune on him pretty quick no I agree I, I don't yeah. <laughs> so I mean the whole thing is it, it is a great film it is part of cinema history and I don't think there's any particular bits of this film that I don't like 
but that being said, judging the film now, I feel like it is kind of light on the exposition at the start. It's insanely confusing. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I think I'm the only person that got a bit confused by it. I think maybe I just wasn't paying attention properly or listening properly or something. I just, it all just really confused me. Well, no, because here's the thing, because I was, and even then it took me a minute to remember, oh no, he doesn't work in the prison. He's also a criminal. But it's it's just the way that all of the wardens Yeah, it's because he was lining up him. when yeah. Michael Caine was leaving and Michael Caine said, oh, goodbye, Mr. Bridger. And he was like, oh, I just hope he doesn't come back here and all that. And it makes it seem like he's looking after him or something. Yeah, Like he exactly. works there and he doesn't want to see him again. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's weird. the exact so thing. Weird. And then he's yeah. got his own toilet and stuff. So that's when Michael Caine popped up and started talking to him and was like, oh, I want to give you this job. And I was thinking... Why is he talking like that to a prison guard that he's just seen? Why is he broken into the prison that he's just cut out of? <laughs> and the irony there is that if it was that easy to break into, could he not have just yeah, broken out just to broken start out? with? I don't know. It's because he's not allowed in that toilet, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's off-limits toilet. Yeah. His own personal toilet. Yeah. But, yeah, I, and I can see why it is part of classic cinema yeah it history. was just the right amount of length i think just the right length i don't think there was anything in there that was like totally unnecessary no. there wasn't like long scenes that were kind of oh this is pointless it took a while to get going i feel <laughs> like it, like it I was don't know. i don't know like i feel like it was a little bit long at the start and then they get into the planning stage of it and they start executing things and they go oh okay this is the this is yeah, what I'm watching Yeah, but it doesn't take for. very long, though. Like, you're not watching them plan for ages. You're just watching no. a small video at the beginning of how the job's going to go and then him getting all the people together. So yeah. it's still... It's not long and, like, drawn out, which is good, because if it was, I would have lost interest because I was confused already, so... Yeah. I mean, it could be worse. We could be watching the uh, 2003 remake oh, of yeah. this that had Mark Wahlberg in it. What? And Donald, uh, uh, Duck. <laughs> no, I forget his second name now. Who is he? Uh, Describe Donald Pleasant. Nope, no, no, sorry, Donald Sutherland. Oh, right, Donald Sutherland, who's... Kiefer Sutherland's dad. Yeah, who's Donald Pleasant? What are you talking about? Donald Pleasant is someone else. <laughs> Small side note that film also had Seth Green in it, did it? Yeah. What was he doing? Oh, the computer guy. Yeah. He was the computer guy. He was the tech guy that Benny Hill was I in this film. I only, like, very vaguely remember that. And the reason that they had him was because in the film, canonically, he was the guy that created Napster. Yeah. There was a whole oh, thing no. about how he created oh, Napster. Down, and um, his roommate stole it off him and... Why was, did they remake it? Yeah. And why did they remake it in America, of all places? Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> because it was 2003, and Hollywood were just like... Did they use minis? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I thought so. Brand new minis as yeah, well. Yeah, And it was just at the time when Hollywood was like, let's see what we can get away with remaking yeah. now. They would just remake absolutely anything and everything. Terrible. I know. Anyway, <laughs> I know. It's awful. Would you like 
sum is the trivia uh, worth the time? Look, I left it long enough. I thought you'd forgotten about it. No, I was I was trying to leave it as long as possible. But do you want Come some? Come on, then. Is, all right, cool. get it over with. God, all right. <laughs> so I'll give you a short one, to so to speak. <laughs> you are only supposed to give her the short one. That was my uh, bad impression. That was, that was my bad impression. I'm I'm sorry. I said I wouldn't do it again, and then I did, and I've made it worse now. So now I need to do a formal written apology to Michael Caine. <laughs> so the short one is the scene between Charlie Crocker and the garage owner was entirely improvised by Sir Michael Caine and John Clive. I don't remember that bit. The bit with the Aston Martin in the oh, garage okay. scene where he's getting his car back. Entirely improvised. Yeah, what, it was entirely what, what improvised. Can you hold the bonnet? That's why he was going, I say, can you hold the bonnet? Like, why are you talking about that? Yeah, because he was meant to give the impression that oh, he wasn't yeah, yeah, a yeah, criminal, yeah. <laughs> hadn't been in prison for like two years. So he was getting a... the money out of the bonnet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stashed money in the bonnet oh. of the car. And that's what he like digs out, puts in his pocket to pay him with. Hmm. So yeah, he, pre- he pretended they'd been off in oh, Africa so shooting Michael tigers. Oh, so Michael was the one that said he was shooting tigers. Yeah. So that was uh, just a little short one, a little warm up okay. for you. Okay. Was that worth it? Oh, it was fine. Oh yeah. <laughs> See, the shorter they are, the more worth the time they are. Well, that's what you're saying. No, yeah, no. The the better they are, the more worth the time they are. It's got to be good. In a 2003 UK movie survey, which ironically was the same year that I think the Italian Job remake came out. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Boo. Marky Mark. He's not even Italian-American, is he? <laughs> He's not. He's Boston. So, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> In a 2003 UK movie survey, Charlie Crocker's line, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off, was voted the most memorable line in any movie. Yeah, I reckon. Do you what, reckon? What, more than Bond, James Bond? Yeah. He says that like a thousand times. Well, yeah, but here's the thing. He does do that in every Bond movie. Yeah. So it's just like, I think they mean any one oh, okay. particular movie. Mm, okay. Which is what, like... What, what more? More than... I am your father. I mean, I would argue that. You would yeah. argue what? There's more than... No, stars. I would argue that I think you're right. I oh, think that, okay. you know, I am your father... I just thought that's more recognisable. Yeah, even to people that haven't watched Star Wars. Yeah. Because I think, like, you would say to somebody, you're only supposed to blow the bloody goals off. <laughs> you would say that to somebody, exactly in that voice. And they well, would maybe not exactly know, that voice. And they'd probably know, oh, yeah, Michael Caine, but they might not know exactly where it's from. Do you see what right. I mean? Right. I don't know. I don't know. Right. So would... like, I knew that for a long time, I knew that it yeah. was Michael Caine, but I didn't always immediately know that it was the Italian job until, like, I was a certain age. But sure. if somebody said, Luke, I am your father, although he doesn't say Luke, but... Now, that's a Mandela effect thing, I know, isn't I stopped it? myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if he said, if you said, I am your father, in that voice people would think oh yeah Star Wars straight away yeah I don't know I don't know see that's 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 a toss up I would like to know what other ones were also voted in that survey which is um yeah 
did you cry a little bit when they tossed the <laughs> Aston Martin DB4 off of the five? The one in this one is apparently a DB4. Is it? Apparently, that's what I've just seen. Oh. It was, I saw something that made me think that. I don't know then. Um, <laughs> did, 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 did you cry a little bit when they tossed it off no, the side of the cliff? No, because I thought it was a five. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's a four, I don't, I don't care at all. I don't know. I only, I only like the nine, so I'm not okay. about that. I mean, it's a nice car, though. It's so it? expensive as well. It's a nice car. Because I really, I thought it was, I thought it was one that James Bond had. Because here's the thing: the uh, the fact about that, the silver Aston Martin DB4 thrown off the cliff by a mafia bulldozer was a fake car. The yeah, red they Jaguar. They would never be able to put a real DB4. No, down the yeah, this is the thing, and I thought that as well. I thought there's no way they can get away with tossing all of these cars down a there's there's like f- six different cars that get tossed down a cliff in this one movie I'm like there's no way they can get away with tossing what, all yeah, of these no. cars about so the red Jaguar E-Type smashed up oh, in yeah, the same scene oh yeah they both look the same on the outside the four and the five I wouldn't, you wouldn't oh, do they? to tell really oh okay because I thought it was the same as the Bond one and the James Bond one is DB5 right 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 like the stunt car was a four but it was heavily modified oh <laughs> so okay so anyway but yeah I just wanted to see what um what they were worth that was all and now you're just going to look at pictures of the DB9 instead aren't you you're going to get distracted oh look at it no oh. I just wanted to see how much it was worth the Red Jaguar E-Type smashed up in the same scene was restored in the 1990s and featured in a UK classic car magazine the Lamborghini I can't say that one Miura Miura (laughs) the Lamborghini Miura the Lambo which featured (laughs) this is how I know I'm not a car guy which featured in the opening scenes was recently discovered in a secret car park in Paris and bought by a collector in Wales Jamiroquai probably Oh my god, do you reckon? Wait, who lives in Wales? Chris Evans. Yeah, not the, the ginger, good. The ginger, not the good. Yeah, not American. the good, not the good Chris Evans. Everyone no. always gets offended when I say the ginger one, but I don't mean the ginger one is in like it's rude. I just mean Chris Evans Captain America isn't ginger and that one is. No. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, has he been ginger in anything? I don't think. I don't think so. Apart from when his hair no. was on fire, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> yeah, so DB5 can cross the 1 million mark. Wow. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Pardon? Can cross the one million mark. Yeah, they, they, yeah, like you have to pay over a million pounds for one. Oh, <laughs> right. I thought that. I thought it was like a performance thing <laughs> of the car. Like it can. It like. What's one million in the uh, car? I thought it can go over one million meters and. Meters. I don't know. Wait, don't- because one million miles is quite a lot. I don't think there's any car that can last for one million miles. <laughs> Who measures how good a car is of how many meters it can go? <laughs> I don't. This is why I was confused. Oh, did you see the new Ford? It can go at least ten meters. <laughs> Look, I've said I'm not a car guy, and this know, is proving that's it. Just a weird thing to say. In general. Yeah, no. I can imagine. I can imagine people paying upwards of a million. For an Aston Martin. Yeah. I can imagine that. So, yeah. So it's just as well they didn't uh, didn't smash up the DB4 in I this one. I knew they one. wouldn't. 
I want to know about all of the minis that they tossed down the cliff. Because I, don't think I mean, they were real either. I don't think. I think they must have been like stunt cars that were like shell I, ones. You know. I've inadvertently just bought a DB5. <laughs> you was in the basket and your thumb was hovering over it and you slipped. No, I could get a. I could get a DB9 now. From for thirty seven thousand pound. I mean, it is tempting. Last time I looked, it was like eighty grand. Wow. Because yeah. they brought out newer models, I guess. I don't know. Well, Trying to get rid of the old yeah, models. No one wants them anymore. DB9s in old cars. Well, yeah. No one wants them anymore. But not classic. It's not old enough to be a classic, but it's old, so it's like in the middle. It's got that. Word. Right, but you buy it now, and then in twenty years' time, it'll be a classic. Yeah, less than that probably. Yeah. Yeah, it can go between an twenty-six investment. and a half to one hundred and fifty thousand. That's a lot. That's, crazy. That's a lot. <gasps> I could literally get one for twenty-nine and a half grand, and it's only done forty-three thousand miles. See, this is the thing. This is again more evidence as to why you are more of a car person than I am. Even just this, this means that you are more of a car person than I am. I'm not. I just like the look of this. The, well, I. I don't know. I kind of was a bit of a car person, but only good cars, like not Ford Focuses and stuff. I don't care about. <laughs> I don't care about like all cars. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't want to tool up a Ford Focus so it does that called brap thing. No. The Asbo, the Ford Asbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ford Asbo. What are you driving on? It's the pop, 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 pop. No. <laughs> that would be a very different Italian job if they were stashing all of the gold into Ford Focuses. That makes sense. <laughs> it doesn't um, quite have the same impact, I feel, no. does it? I what I was going to say was, I inadvertently had a an Italian job moment in my life. Okay. But didn't realise at the time because I hadn't seen the film yet. Okay. So. <laughs> I went to see Foo Fighters at Wembley Stadium. Sure. And... <laughs> 100% believable so far. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I'm not lying. And we drove there. Okay. And <laughs> you can't really park in the stage. It's not, it's not advised, I wouldn't imagine, when there's a stadium full of 86,000 people right. that you try and park in the stadium car park because, I mean, you're never going to get out, basically. And you probably won't have got in, anyway. <laughs> so there's loads of places like those. Um, they're not car parks, but people are opening them up as car parks to fit any old car and any old bit of land, and they charge you a fiver all day because they're by the stadium and they can get away with it, right? Of course. So there's loads of these signs across like everywhere so we find one we drive in happily uh, <laughs> happily driving in my dad's reversing to this space and then he just stops and he's like okay cool we're here and then we got out <laughs> went to get some went to get something out of the boot and half of the boot wasn't on above any ground like we literally in london i don't know how it happened but we practically looked like we were on a cliff <laughs> And we just like turned around and like looked at each other and looked at the how much of the back of the car was hanging over the edge of this ground. <laughs> and we were like, what? Okay, let's just leave that there and hope it's there when we come back. <laughs> hope that the ground Don't doesn't erode away. To get back in the car and try and move it just in case. So we just like, just, yeah. Oh my God. And I didn't realise at the time 
that was so significant. <laughs> <laughs> you had to crawl in from the front, like crawl to the back and hope it didn't like unbalance. <laughs> all, all you wanted was your Ribena out the back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, got all of the sandwiches in the boot. What are we going to do? That was crazy. Because that was a four by four as well. Oh my God. So the back door was like one of those stable doors. So you could, or like saloon doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you could have the window open at the top and the door still be closed. So you'd have, you could open it like from a handle at the back and like it would open like an actual, like a fridge door. God, it's just as well that you didn't, you weren't like, oh, I can't really get out either side on the side. (laughs) I'll just go out the back. I mean, I guess it, it wasn't as high as obviously this blooming Italian job thing, but it looked high when we were at the yeah, top yeah, of yeah. it, looking down, hanging over the back of it. It was so funny. We just looked at each other. And like, all I have to do now is like, <laughs> if I see anything that's like a picture of, or anything or any type of film like this or video, like when a bit of car is hanging over the back of something, yeah. I just look at my dad and we just both go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, any any drop more than I would say like a few feet is going to. It was higher than him, so it was higher than six foot. Yeah, any drop like that is going to be too much. But even if it's not, like, we weren't like, oh, we're going to kill ourselves. You're driving. Yeah, Yeah. we weren't like, oh, we're going to die. But it was like we might ruin our car, and oh yeah, I get home. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I would just ask Dave Grohl to take me home. (laughs) Dave, I need a lift. (laughs) Where you going? Please help. Southampton. I don't know where that is. Uh, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll show you. <laughs> we'll give you directions. I don't know where it is. <laughs> we'll give you give directions. directions don't that. worry. It's okay. So, I think it's about time that we give Italian I job want to a know, rating. Okay. I want to know if you thought that they got the gold or not. <sighs> See, here's the thing. This is something that is much debated in the cinema world did they manage to get the gold back or not I personally think that uh, when Michael Caine tells you that he's got a brilliant idea no sorry he says don't worry I've got a, I've got a great idea lads lads don't <laughs> worry lads I've got a great idea I personally trust him enough to think that maybe he's got a great idea. Yeah. You know? I've I've watched enough Top Gear to know that those are famous last words, though. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I always say true. Top Gear because of the type of stunts that they do. Yeah. And they always say, what could go wrong? Or, this is a good idea. I've got a good idea. And then it all goes horribly wrong. I reckon what they did is they all took their shirts off, tied them together into one giant lasso threw it over it and they all pulled it back towards them I reckon that's what <laughs> I don't know I think like, lads, if I we think all take all idea. of our clothes off tie oh, them all together that's a very different film oh yeah that is that's, that's going back to his brothel days <laughs> still the Italian job which is a still the Italian job so I think he just said let's open the back doors and see which one of us can get to the goal quicker <laughs> <laughs> if they, we'll if all they fall grab, down if the they cliff. Hold it in like in like a bear hug to themselves, and then do a barrel roll. They might be right. Might might be okay. I don't know. It's a pretty steep cliff. I wish the driver had just floored it. Just seen what would happen if yeah, he had just yeah. put his foot down. Yeah. When they were all when they were all towards the back or like towards the front of the car, so that they weren't 
on that edge. Yeah. Just floor it and see just what keep, happens. Just keep going. Get see if you can get enough traction. Just go. Just like everybody go uh, uh, and like, like tip it rhythm like rhythmically like move, move it forward to the front and it might work <laughs> as you're putting your foot down like because your front wheels would spin and well, it might yeah. be worse, I, don't know. I mean if there's enough weight on the front bit so it gets enough purchase it might pull it forward <laughs> enough i don't know yeah you never know do you it this did kind of remind me of austin powers a little bit some of the stuff yeah, well, it's because he's Austin Powers' dad. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know, and it was like the obviously because of when it's set or when he's from. Yeah, it's like the clothes and the cars and stuff. Just remind yeah, me. yeah, yeah. No, I liked that. So, as we do every episode, we get the person that hasn't seen the film to give the film a rating. But every episode, the rating changes. So. What are you going to give the Italian job and what's it going to be out of? I think this is difficult for me to rate because I did get very confused for the first part. And actually, to be honest, I don't think I thought it was that well acted. Okay. <laughs> I'm making a lot of enemies when I do this podcast. Like People I mean... don't like what I'm saying for some reason. But Michael Caine was good, obviously. And yeah. that's it. this is what I said. Like that's the reason. Michael Caine was great. Everyone else was like, just like right, really. average. Yeah, because yeah, the um that line that's the most iconic line and one of the most memorable lines of all time in film is like the one that's delivered the best out of the whole film. That's why people remember it, right? Because it's the one that he says with his best acting chops like sure. all the rest of them are just regular but that one's actually delivered really well sure. that's why it's memorable because he's shouting it and he actually seems quite passionate about yeah, it yeah. Like, that's the most natural line that he says so I think that's well, yeah I don't know it was difficult for me to do a rating I really I did really like the end of it like the last 10 minutes yeah, yeah, yeah. it was good but it's an hour and a half film so that doesn't really sound no very, that doesn't sound very good does it I mean I would say that the last half an hour of it is the Italian job yeah that is true but I just thought that car chase was really slow I just right. wanted it to be a little bit faster just speed it up a little bit not mm. even the self-preservation society no, making it better lame oh okay alright okay um. <laughs> interesting it's all coming out about this film now isn't it so I think I'm gonna give it a three okay a three yeah I'm going to give it three fat women. Three fat women. <laughs> Benny Hill is going to be very excited about that. Three of them? I don't Whoa. want to say, okay, I don't want to say fat women. I want, I want to say large voluptuous large, women. Large women. Curvy women. Big women. Not big women. No, because that's what he said. He's like, oh, yeah, big he did women. say big women, yeah. Yeah. So three big women. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Now, before I wrap up this uh, episode... There is something else that I did want to cover as a short aside because you have a bone to pick, don't you? Do I? Yes. You've got a bone to pick with uh, one Mr. Tom Cruise. Oh, no. It's actually the opposite, kind of. Okay. I'm trying to clear my name about the Top Gun fiasco because people keep <laughs> people keep complaining to me right. that they think Top Gun is one of their favourite films or they think Top Gun was really good or okay. they think Top Gun is great and because the new film is coming out soon sure everybody is like popping off about how good this film is and how good Tom Cruise is and all this sort of stuff 
and <laughs> that's fine you are obviously allowed to like what you like i don't think we're not here anything... to yuck people's yum i don't like that okay <laughs> i don't think that anybody is any different worse whatever for liking certain things i don't i don't care you know it doesn't really bother me that you like that as a person i'm not going to say that you're a bad person because you like Top Gun film, right? Okay. Right. So get okay, that out of the way straight away. I believe... It's not character-defining for you to like a Top Gun film. It's fine. You like it. You get carried away yeah. in the action and the tension and the camaraderie and the <laughs> gayness of, <laughs> <laughs> of, sure. The, the, sure. of the Top Gun films. Okay. I understand. And I get that it is really iconic... Another thing that I understand, the look, the feel, the film at the time, and I also understand <laughs> volleyball. Yeah. And I also understand that Tom Cruise's character, Maverick, is probably that way on purpose because he's supposed to be egotistic because he is the best at what he does. And if you're the best at flying a fight a jet plane upside down and getting in between cracks with your plane or something <laughs> then now there was a euphemism <laughs> if ever I heard one then you would be very up yourself about it and you would think that you were the best and you would think that you knew everything get sure. that I understand that because I probably would be as well right? sure but okay this but, is a classic and it's a big but <laughs> no this is a classic case of the person who is actually very good at what he does and not lording it around over everybody. His friend Iceman. Like, okay, he look, he didn't look like a good guy, right? But he was really good at what he did and he wasn't going around telling women that they weren't as good as him. Right. That's what annoyed me, right? Yeah. So just for everybody out there, I understand what the character and who the character is. I understand the reasoning behind it and the like the point of the film, all this, whatever. I get it. I get that. But it's still really annoying. Yeah. So just let me have my pit, like my moment. And you're just <laughs> just let me have my opinion with it. It's just the, annoying. The I crux of your like... argument, the yeah. crux of your argument, really, is that while the film focuses on Tom Cruise, it's Val Kilmer, who is actually the hero of the story. <laughs> Val Kilmer is actually Top Gun, just like Val Kilmer just like is Johnny the Lawrence Top Gun. Is the yes! kid. And this is how this Val is where we need to stop. Like this is where we need to stop. Okay? You're not rooting for Tom Cruise. No. You're rooting for Val Kilmer, yes. the Top Gun. <laughs> the Top Gun. <laughs> <laughs> so that is just something that I just want to spell out there because I keep getting, I keep getting flack for it. And when I say, oh, he's just like the most problematic character, like, it's, he's just <laughs> annoying. And I can't have, just, it's just annoying. Fine, you like it, great. But, like, he doesn't have to go around and tell people. Yeah. And, like, tell this woman that he knows better than her just because he can fly a plane. Fine, yes, you might know how to fly a plane really well, but she knows this really well. Yeah. This is her job. Yeah. And she got there on merit and you don't think that you're better than her just because you're an idiot little man. Like, it's just annoying. He was constantly doing it, and it was irritating. 
And I feel like this is this is only being brought back up now because of its relevance. Yeah, to... because of Top Gun. Because yeah. the new one's coming out, so everyone keeps talking about it. And I keep getting flack for my opinion on it. So that's my opinion. You can like it. It's fine. It was iconic at the time. <laughs> yep. Everybody liked the look of it. Everybody loved Tom Cruise and everybody wanted to wear a leather jacket afterwards. Fine. You're allowed, obviously. But my <laughs> opinion is that he is an annoying, irritating little man. And that's it. Thank you. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Pop your collar. I'm done. And if you do want more on that, you can go back and listen to our Top Gun it's episode. It's basically just that, but an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's more to it than that. We do have an in-depth discussion about it and, and figure out exactly why it is this way. But there it is worth going back and listening to our Top Gun episode <laughs> if you do want to I mean, yeah, like I like that. stuff that other people don't like. And I appreciate it. But essentially, we are very much in the school of rooting for the other guy (laughs) here, aren't we? This particular time, yeah. Yeah. Like, most of the time, it's like, oh, yeah, the hero of the story is the hero. But every every so often, and more often than not, I would say, we're kind of like, yeah, but his best friend, what's his deal there? Isn't he really the hero of the story here? Yeah. You and know? he was like, yeah, I'm the best, so what? Yeah. Because if you actually are the best, you don't have to go around proving it all the time. No, exactly. <laughs> Short man syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, Iceman, we're, we're, we're with you. Middle two we'll syndrome. Be, <laughs> yeah, we'll be your wingman, Iceman. Man. So, said man a lot. Said man a lot. <laughs> Word has lost all meaning. <laughs> so, there you have it. The Italian job gets three big women from Amber, who is, ironically, herself not a big woman. No, I'm, like, really short. Yeah. (laughs) But what do you all out there think? Do you think that the Italian job is a piece of classic British cinema that deserves to go down in history as being something that anyone who is ever into cars or film or films about cars should be on their must-read list? Or do you think that this is a film that has maybe been stuck in the era that it's been in this whole time and hasn't really aged all that well? I mean, it's an hour and a half long film, so do you think it's a nice short film to put on or do you think it's a relatively pointless one that you would rather leave behind? What are your opinions on Top Gun and Tom (laughs) (laughs) Cruise? We don't want to know. Keep them to yourself. (laughs) Are you a car person? And are you sitting there pulling your hair out, correcting us and all of these things? It doesn't actually matter how many cup holders a car has. All of these opinions can be voiced to us through our social media. I am at Drew Bridger. At Amber Inch. And at Michael Kine. Thank you. Thank you for that, Michael. Thank you. And uh, don't forget to use the hashtag BTTRpod so that we know when we are being talked about on the internet. Amber, if the listeners have enjoyed this episode, what else should they do? Like, subscribe and review on your podcast series and rate five stars. Also, follow at BTTR podcast on Insta. Excellent. Insta, star, star. (laughs) Insta, star, 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 star. Five stars. That's five stars. That's the five stars that we deserve. Oh, okay, yeah. Five stars. Excellent. So, until that next episode, when I'm sure we will be doing something else and trying to avoid getting Amber all riled up about Top Gun again, 
I won't bring it. It's obviously a sore subject. I won't bring it back <laughs> up again. But at least we've cleared that now. At least we've cleared that in time for Top Gun Maverick, more like Top Gun Loser, <laughs> to come out. At least we've cleared that. But until that next episode, uh, Michael, Sir, Sir, Sir Michael Kane, would you like to come and finish off the podcast? As in, you know, you, you started it. I feel it's only fair that you end it. Have a little Michael Kane sandwich, as it were. Uh, yes. All right. Well, thank you very much for that. Um, yes. Do come back for their next episode where I'm sure is going to be another lovely film. Might have me in it, might not have me in it. But um, do tune in next time, and we will find out. And thank you very much for coming. You were only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. Thank you very much for listening. My name has been Michael Kane. <laughs>